0: people can help them apprehend the assailant. The community Century Village has a growing Jewish population and includes two synagogues. This is SRN News. Attorney General Merrick Garland appearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Capitol Hill today. Garland defended the department's track record in a number of areas, including the war on drugs. Alex Murdoch's trial on murder charges in the shootings of his wife and son. Winding down.
1: Jurors ride 40 minutes today to see the sprawling Colleton County property where the Murdochs lived and where they were killed. No testimony will be given and they can't ask questions. Then it's on to the courthouse for closing arguments. More than 75 witnesses have been called and about 800 photographs, reports, and exhibits have been presented as evidence. On June 7th, 2021, Alec Murdoch called 911 and said he'd found his adult son and wife dead when he returned home from a one-hour visit with his mother. I'm Julie Walker.
0: More details at srnnews.com. I'm John Scott.
2: sequence five, Six, five, four, three, two, one.
0: Zero, all
3: engines running, commit, off. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside Doug McCary. Doug, that entry kind of snuck up on us. I I wasn't totally ready, but, uh, you know, it's it's a Wednesday afternoon. It's SWAT Wednesday, and uh, we are glad you have tuned in today. You know, uh, we just had Jonathan in studio letting us know that we're not the only ones that use this studio. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that's obvious because you know what we're missing? And this is very um, nostalgic to me. Is you remember our little sheet of paper it used to have all the radio stations that listened to us and uh, all the intros and outros and phone numbers and all that stuff that we've had since day one? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we should have had that framed on the wall uh, yeah because it's gone now yeah jeremy i don't know where it is is it over <laughs> there all right well listen we may be a little lost today because we don't have our uh our sheet here but uh no seriously we are glad you've tuned in we do know the phone number here if you <laughs> if you want to call in it's 844-777-7928 and uh what doug great great message today i know uh I'm not praising you. I'm praising God for the message that you spoke. Well, it spoke. was his word. It, it was, was just his word. Yeah. word, you know. Well, it's a lot what we learned today is that uh, we give God all the glory for whatever he's doing in and through us. And uh anyway, um, if uh if you have a question as we are moving uh, back in Acts 21 today, you want to you want to you know, you have a question, you don't want to call us, uh you can always email us at ask at swatradio.com and uh anyway doug how you doing brother
4: i'm all right hey do you know who um uh ronald Dahl is i uh, mean roll doll Dahl. Dahl, yeah, yeah, yes. yes 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 um so i, I did not uh, i love his stuff i've read a lot writer, of his stuff writer yeah but i didn't realize um You know, he wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. uh, Which, I love the movie, right? Uh, James and the Giant Peach. um, A lot of others uh, that have literally, he sold over 300 million books. Now think about that for a second. That's a lot of books.
3: Pretty good career right there.
4: Yes. But, did you know that now they are going back and changing Things in his books because um, they're altering the text to what he originally wrote. That things that talk about body weight, race, and gender to make them more acceptable to contemporary readers. Did you know that?
3: I did. I heard that last week.
4: Um, the Cloud Men and James and the Giant Peach. Now they're cloud people (laughs) because you can't have gender specific cloud men. Right. And the giants in another one of his books no longer eat men, women, and children because you can't say men and women anymore. You got to say, you just eat people.
3: Yeah, because we can't, you know, we don't know the difference between men and women. This is
4: absolute insanity, man. And it keeps going on. And we affirm it. Uh, we, we have not been strong in saying, hey, this is ridiculous. We're not going to do this. This is God created us male and female, and that's the way we're going to refer to people. Um, and, and so, um, you know, if you think back, Brad, just to maybe um, a few decades ago, when you said, man, something queer happened, it meant something strange.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Now, if you say that, okay, Brad, we, we, we got something going on in here. <laughs> Sounds like a fan going on. Okay, we heard Jeremy came, I mean, uh, Jonathan came in and said we might be experiencing
3: something Technical, technical difficulties. difficulties.
4: So, if you hear strange noises,
3: it's not uh, Doug. Except it's not for me. Brad Burpin or something. Yeah. It's, it's it's it's
4: probably just the changeover. But seriously, Brad. I mean, think about all this language that they're going back and changing after years and years. Think about how long Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's been out.
3: Yeah, and nobody's had an issue with it. No, or at least that we know of. I mean, I think, you know, what? what is this all about? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it, it is the enemy. This is how the enemy works. But as a result of being able to make your voice heard whenever, wherever, uh, through social media, I think social media has really allowed every person to have a voice, even though everybody has a voice. It's been able to magnify itself through social media. So, it's almost as if the more radical you can be, the more the bigger spotlight you have.
4: Yeah, I mean, think about how how do you go back, and you make Augustus Gloop thin. You remember Augustus, the fat boy? Yeah, <laughs> he was the fat boy who was rude and, um, you know, I mean, or Violet Beauregard who was mean, Verusha, Veruca who was a spoiled brat. I mean, you think of uh, the Oompa Loompas. I don't Mm -hmm. even think they're going to have the Oompa Loompas anymore. Uh, They were fun-loving dwarfs, but now they're maybe.
3: Can you call them dwarfs?
4: I don't think so. Yeah, I just did, but I I think I probably. I probably
3: can't call you a man. Or Doug. Well, hey. Uh,
4: <laughs> by the way, I got a call from Rick Rigsby the other day. Rick and Rick is going to be our guest sometime in April. We're trying to finalize the oh, dates, but
3: he, yeah, give me the date. <laughs>
4: he, I love Rick because he offends everybody. He man. does. I he love doesn't it. Care. He just. He he just because he doesn't play the games. So, uh, but I just thought that was interesting that children's literature that has really been loved by millions i mean nobody read that stuff and goes well
3: i'm offended by that but
4: now everybody's looking for offense in things well
3: exactly the the uh it's gonna it's gonna it's there is a effort to really remove any creativity in light of writing because you would have to write uh as if man i can't offend anybody i don't know have you ever written anything with the purpose of uh, of offending someone no yeah uh. i mean yeah, hopefully we're not speaking as people who are seeking to offend somebody yeah well you know, truth is offensive but here's the bigger bigger problem roald dahl
4: has been dead for right. 30 years right and they're going back and changing all of his writings and republishing it. I don't even know how they can do that. It's just wrong yeah. to be able to do that. I don't understand. You know, it. uh but that folks is the world we live in. So how do we as believers, as believers respond to that? Um well, uh one we we don't we, we don't compromise on truth, right? Just because people who want You know, the the interesting thing, Brad, is people who claim victim status a lot of times are really bullies. They use that as a shield to bully other people into their progressive ideology Mm -hmm. instead of, hey, let's just – let's talk. You have your belief. I have my belief. We'll tolerate each other. But, no, they want to cancel our ability to speak truth or speak into situations And they want to change history and change things that have been going on that nobody was offended by, you know?
3: Yeah, well, all these years. I mean, have you ever
4: heard anybody offended by Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Never.
3: No. no, Nobody's ever said,
4: you know, that was a deeply offensive movie. But,
3: hey, Doug, think about all the movies that are out and have been out for the last 30 years that probably offended you. I mean, whether it's language or nudity or whatever it might be that's in movies today yeah i don't know are we supposed to you know raise our voices in light of that mm. i mean i i don't know uh my wife Vicky sent me a text actually it was a post of hers she just sent it to me a little while ago and it's really interesting it says uh it is not our job to shout at the darkness it is our job to shine as lights in the world that's HB Charles this Mm. weekend he was preaching said this quote from Sunday's sermon stood out to me he was teaching from Philippians 2 about being the light in dark places Mm. made me think about Colossians 3 which they can are actually memorizing that chapter and it made me wonder if perhaps sometimes we look more like frazzled neon signs blinking and struggling to stay lit than like beautiful strands of Italian lights illuminating what would, would otherwise be a darkened space. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to that. We live in a dark world. We're we're we're, a, we're the light. Uh, and and we, we are to reflect Christ into those dark spaces. Yeah, and I think a lot of times our lights are like flickering like a right. short and it's just coming on and off, on exactly. and off, on and off. Exactly. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break hope you'll uh, come back and join us after the break. If you want to call, the number is 844-777-7928, 844-777-SWAT. Stay tuned. We'll be right
2: back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. Captive good news for the shame There is good news for the world who away There is good news for the doubter
3: The one religion failed for the good lord Hey welcome back to SWAT Radio Brad and Doug here this Wednesday afternoon We're glad you've tuned in if you want to call in this afternoon we'd love to take your call 844 777 you know, Doug, we were just talking about Roll Dahl and uh, basically the uh, editing, if you will, of books that were written. Mm-hmm. How long ago was Willy Wonka written?
4: Oh, my gosh. I, I, mean, don't, I don't know, but I remember watching, I think it was, was it the early 80s or the late 70s when uh, they did the movie? Uh, so the movie came way after the book, um, so but it was charlie and the chocolate factory yeah right? was yeah it? yeah charlie and Ch- chocolate factory but, but yeah. it was about willie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly willie
3: wonka well i love y- that one. you know i just think i like the old
4: one better than the one with johnny depp
3: actually i never even saw the johnny depp one you didn't <laughs> i didn't it was kind of weird I mean, you uh, know i'm still i'm i'm like uh, maybe tommy nelson turned me on so much to and andy griffiths is I, pretty <laughs> much the only thing i really like these days uh, At the uh, ISI conference this week, and I was sharing with one of the guys there just about how you know the world we're living in, how dark it is, and how media and all that just reflects this. It's just dark. It's just dark. It was published in '64, the year my wife was born. Good deal. How about that? '64. Wow. Wow. And they're changing it now. Nobody was ever offended. Nobody was ever offended. Or if they were offended, they didn't voice that offense. Yeah. Well, it was a good year, man. Lori was born and
4: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) I bet I watch that movie a lot, man. I love the Oompa Loompas. Mm -hmm, I did. mm -hmm. I like hearing them sing their little Oompa Loompa. Sorry. We are digressing. We've (laughs) got to get back to Acts 21 or I'll be singing all those things that get in your head. You know how those things get in your head? It's terrible. Yes, Uh, I do. But, hey, we are in Acts 21 this week and we have been looking at Paul as he goes back into Jerusalem and he gives a report to the church actually this is like a mission report you know to the church leaders right uh, from his his times that he's been out serving and we on monday we looked at the idea in verses 17 through 20 that paul gave god the glory for the things he accomplished in him and god calls us to do the same thing to give him the glory for all the things he accomplishes through us and, you know, Brad, I shared that just today as a matter of reminder from last week at the SWAT meeting. And I had a, a brother really share with me that, you know, he said, you know, Doug, um, I needed to hear that today because a lot of times I, I'm i that guy a lot of times who thinks I work hard. I do, I work my tail off and I deserve this. And, or, you know, I we start to feel ownership Mm. of our resources instead of stewardship of our
3: resources. Yes, exactly.
4: And um, and so God calls us to always give him the glory for the things he's accomplished through us. Second, yesterday we looked at this idea of submitting to his authority through those he's appointed over us, and Paul did that. He goes into Jerusalem. The elders there say, hey, listen, Paul, people are spreading rumors about you that are we know are not true. Do this. Yeah. You need to do this. Yeah. And what does he do? He doesn't pull rank on him as an apostle. He says, "Okay. Yeah. I'll obey. Mm-hmm. You're my elders here. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll obey." Mm. Which is really humbling and we see the humility in Paul and one of the underwriting themes for the week is that our humility is what equals our usability. It's core it's it's, it's proportional, right? Yeah. If we're not humble, we're not usable. God right. can't use prideful people. He right. has to break them
3: first. Right. And I always think, Doug, of the uh, scripture that says, you are the potter, I'm the clay. Uh, you're the father. We're all the works of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, if God's going to shape and mold us into the image of Christ, we've got to be pliable. we got, we got to be moldable, yep. which in the context of this is humble. We're, we're coming under that authority and letting god's rule shape us and mold us
4: by what they tell us to do yeah. and and we don't like being told what yeah to do. We're, we're americans we're we stubborn. have our rights yeah, yeah we're well, stubborn we have our rights and yeah who are you to be telling me what to do right. right that's so and we talked about that yesterday and we looked at that and um today we're we're honing in on verses 27 through 40 we're finished finishing chapter 21 and looking at this principle and idea that God calls us to trust in his sovereignty in the life he's allotted to us. It's hard, isn't it, Brad, if we're honest, to admit that um, when I look at your life, a lot of times there's envy there. It's hard for me to be content and trust in God's sovereignty in my life. We ask why questions a lot. Why does this happen to him and why does this happen to me? Yeah. Why didn't I get this or yeah. why didn't this happen? Yeah. And so we see in Paul this trust. He goes in. How many times has he been beaten? Multiple times. <laughs> yeah. How many times has he uh, been kicked out of cities? Multiple times. And yet he's told there's going to be suffering. There's going to be persecution. And yet he goes in there and sure enough, it happens And what we're going to see today is what happens, and they drag him out, and they start beating him again, but he's silent. He doesn't say a word. He just takes the beating. And he um, trusts in God's sovereignty, even when he's getting beaten. And so I'm going to have you read. This is the longest portion of text that we're going to read this week, 27 through 40. And as we do, uh, if you're out there listening, or if you're listening by podcast, I want you to... Put yourself back in Jerusalem. Paul's there with a bunch of Greeks, and he's reporting to the church, and all of a sudden this group shows up, and they start making false charges, and you're there. Picture yourself there to get a feel for what's going on. Read 27 through 40, Brad.
3: Yeah, Acts 21. 27. Yeah, Acts 21, 27. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia, seeing him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid hands on him, crying out, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against the people of the law and this place. Moreover, he even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously, they had previously seen Trophimus And the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came up and arrested him and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd were shouting one thing, some another. And as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was actually carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. For the mob of the people followed, crying out, away with him. Verse 37, as Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, may I say something to you? And he said, do you know Greek? Are you not the Egyptian then who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness? Paul replied, I'm a Jew from Tarsus and Cilicia a citizen of no obscure city. I beg you, permit me to speak to the people. And when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the steps, motioned with his hand to the people. And when they, when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, brothers and fathers. And then, yeah. Well, yeah, and then yeah. we'll go
4: into that next, next week. week. Um, his defense. It's his first defense. Yes. But I... I want us to go back and look at this idea of his sovereignty, how he's trusting in the sovereignty of God. Notice what happens. Paul has been giving a report to the elders and, and the leaders of the church there, and they tell him, look, brother, there's myriads, tens of thousands of believing Jews here. So he's in Jerusalem for the Feast of, uh, the feast of Pentecost, mm-hmm. and it said, they're telling him to look and see, so he must be among them. Then all of a sudden, these Jews, it says from Asia, but they probably more than likely were from Ephesus because they recognized Trophimus, Mm
3: -hmm.
4: who was from Ephesus. And remember, Brad, they already tried to kill him once. Mm -hmm. They They wanted to kill him, but there was a Roman Gentile protector there, and the Jews here now, they're in Jerusalem. They go, okay, this is our chance. They've been wanting to kill him ever since he was leaving to come back. And verse 28, they cry out, hey, help us, men. He's teaching against Israel. He's teaching against Judaism. He's teaching against the law. He's teaching against Moses, against the temple. You know, Brad, it sounds very, very similar to the charges that were brought against Stephen in Acts chapter 6. In fact, go to Acts 6 real quick.
3: Yep i was actually thinking about
4: that real quick read verses 11 through 15 real quick Acts 6
3: yes so then they secretly instigated men who said we have heard him speak blasphemous words against moses and god and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and they came up came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council and they set up false witnesses who said this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law.
4: Yeah. So so it's the same charges. Mm -hmm. Who was there? Saul was there. Yep. Remember, Saul was there. Yeah. And so it's he has to be getting this eerie deja vu about, oh my gosh, now I'm on the other side. Right. But it says in verse 29, they supposed Trophimus was in the temple. They didn't see it. They Mm -hmm. supposed just because they saw. And by the way, it was a death penalty for any Gentiles who went into the inner court. And the Romans had given them that. In fact, archaeologists found two signs, one in 1871 and one in 1931, that had writing in Greek about the death penalty for Gentiles going into the inner court. And they dated it back to that time period. And so um, the Pentecost celebration was a big Jewish holiday. They celebrated birthday of Torah. So these Ephesians were stirring up everybody. And when we come back, we're going to see what they did with them in all this confusion in verse 30 uh, through the end of the chapter.
3: Good deal. Glad you've tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, email us at at askatswatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. afternoon. Today we are looking at uh, trusting in his sovereignty and the life he has allotted to us out of Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 21 verse 27 through 40. Glad you've tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. If you have a question or comment you can email us at ask at swatradio.com.
4: You know Brad in Acts 6 when you read that they there were these false charges same thing here they're lying about Paul yeah Paul never taught any Jew to forsake Moses the law of the temple he didn't mm-hmm. say that he did teach Gentiles they didn't have to follow ceremonial law they didn't have to be circumcised and and these people they they were on a tear and there was confusion going on yeah. because these Ephesians were stirring it up and in verse 30 it says They seized Paul, they dragged him out of the temple, and the gates were shut. That's significant that Luke writes that because the gates weren't just shut on Paul. The gates were shut on the temple. The exclusion of God's message.
3: This is the outer gate. Yeah,
4: and his messenger from the temple sealed its doom. As A couple of years later, it was leveled. Was leveled. Um. That verse thirty one. These people were going to kill him. Um. That's what. That's what they wanted. They've been wanting to do that for a long time. And it, it says they were seeking to kill him. And the word came to the tri- tribune. The tribune was a. Um. It, it, he was actually uh, the word for him is a chiliarch, and hmm. he was a commander of thousand. Gotcha. You know, a centurion was a commander of 100, really about okay. 80 troops and 20 administrative guys to oversee those troops. But a chiliarch was over 1,000, and that's what Tribune is. He's up on the temple wall uh, at the Antonio Fortress. You've seen it. You've yep. been there. Yep. You saw it in the little mock-up city, yep. the Antonio Fortress. It's right there at the temple. And when he saw what was going on, Listen, you can say what you want about the Romans. They believed in peace and justice. Pax Romana, the peace of Rome and justice. So they saw they did not like mob rule. They didn't like disorder. And when they saw it, they came running down. And as soon as they got there, it says the Jews stopped beating him. And this guy who was the Chiliarch we know from Acts 23, is a guy named Claudius Lysias. He was a real guy had a real name and this is true this is not somebody's made-up story that you can change and you know change who he was and change what you don't like or like about him Mm -hmm. he came down there and it's interesting again brad this is now the third time think about this the third time paul has been vindicated by roman people
3: yeah
4: he's been saved brought in there now granted they come down there to arrest him but what was the mob gonna do they were gonna kill him They were gonna kill him yeah. and the romans he was safe in their care they actually treated paul better than the jewish leaders did there and and so when he got there uh, he arrested paul bound him with chains by the way which fulfilled the prophecy of agabus um and here's what he says who are you and what have you done
3: and this is lysias
4: yes Okay. Who are you and what have you done? I don't know if you remember that story I told about that rabbi. It's, a, it's an old story about a rabbi. It's kind of like, I think, a parable or something. But that rabbi who's walking home one night and the, there's a, a, a centurion on the gate or a Roman soldier. Actually, it's just a Roman soldier. And the Roman soldier says, who are you and what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. I do. And the rabbi asked him, how much do you get paid? to ask me that and he said three denarii and he said i'll pay you that every day if you stand at my door in the morning and ask me that so i'm reminded who am i meaning there's value yeah yeah. Yeah. who am i and what am i doing yeah 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 but but he he wants to know he's here trying to figure out why are they in confusion why are they wanting to kill this guy is he an assassin is he somebody they're afraid is going to make rome upset with them
3: well, even so much so that they, you know, he he thinks he's the guy who went out and assassinated these four thousand men. Yeah,
4: that, there was apparently a guy that that's right. who he thought he was. But notice that um, it says some in the crowd were shouting one thing, some another, and he could not learn the facts because of the uproar. So literally, Brad, the soldiers grabbed him and carried Paul. Get a picture of that for a second. Verse 35 says Paul was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. Because if those Jewish people struck a Roman soldier, guess what? They were in big trouble. Hmm. And so the Roman soldiers just picked Paul up and took him. They carried him away. And notice what verse 36 says. The mob of people said, away with him which basically means kill him. Is there another person they said that about?
3: Yep. Christ.
4: Yeah. Back in Luke yeah. chapter 23 away with him, Luke. I mean, not Luke, but Paul is being just like his rabbi. And you know, um, Paul wrote in Philippians three 10 to know the power of his resurrection. We have to share in his suffering. Yep. Yeah. And I've, I really believe it was times like this that inspired Paul. These, these kind of trials in his life, he, he started to understand. And so um, then what you see in the rest of the, the passage is he tells the guy, hey, I'm a Jew from Tarsus, but I'm a citizen of no obscure city. Tarsus was a very, very well-known metropolitan city. And he asked the guy, can I speak to the crowd? Now, just stop and think for a second. (laughs) That the Roman would allow him to do that was amazing. Yeah. But Paul is about to give the last message to Israel as a group there in the temple. And he raised his hands, and this was really the last prophetic gospel message to Israel. and and Paul was getting ready to do it. He sees the opportunity. He wasn't thinking what a victim he was. He wasn't thinking about how mean they were. Instead, like he wrote in Romans chapter 9, oh, if I could be a curse so that these my brothers could come in. He just wanted to get them the gospel. Yeah. And how well do we trust God's sovereignty in our circumstances when we go through tough times? I, I, I,
3: Well, I think, Doug, if I can just speak into that for a second. I think for me, when I was looking for my notes from last week, but essentially what I feel like, what I see in Paul <clears throat> is a guy who is so laser-focused on the mission, which is to declare the gospel, mm-hmm. no matter what's happening to him. Yes. You know, when I think about people who have offended me or, you know, which – that doesn't happen very often they they're not just offending paul they're they're wanting to kill him and
4: they're beating him
3: yeah and you think about somebody wanting to kill you or offend you or hurt you your my immediate thought is me <laughs> how dare you want to treat me that way you know you know paul literally not only does he submit to the elders he submits to even not to the mob but certainly to The the tribune. Well, and to the Lord's plan. Absolutely. Ultimately, it's all to the Lord's plan. And uh, boy, how selfish or how selfless Paul is that he still wants to declare the good news of the gospel. Because that's what drove him. You know,
4: Brad, I shared today at SWAT um, that, you know, when Paul at the end of Romans 1530 is praying and asking the Roman believers to pray for him. He asked them to pray that he would be delivered from the unbelieving Jews in Judea. And I, and I say it for our listeners, the same thing I shared with the group today, is that Paul was not praying for deliverance for a cush life. <laughs> he wasn't praying for a longer time on earth to enjoy all the benefits of being here. yeah, He was praying for a longer time on earth because Paul viewed living as service for Christ, and he believed that the longer he had, the more people he could engage with the gospel. But if we're really honest, Brad, I think a lot of us, especially in the country we live in, when we think about prolonging life, it's not so we can minister on behalf of Christ. It's so we can right. be with the people we love. It's so that we can enjoy the things of earth. Not Paul. Paul's wanting longer to reach more people. And really, that should convict us all.
3: Man, it does me. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, my interests often almost always supersede what God's purposes are i'm just being honest but how often are
4: we hearing the call to this yeah right really yeah that's what i'm
3: saying because our life is cush we we like the comforts of this world of course we do Yeah. yeah i was thinking of colossians 1 if then you've been raised with christ seek the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your mind That's where, to me, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Mm -hmm. It says, for you have died. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. Mm -hmm. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. I mean, I have so much earthly in me that i got to put to death. It's just frightening. Well, you
4: you know, we talked about this a while back, about even the way we've rewritten Scripture, a lot of the translators uh, did not like the term slave because of some of the negative things that had happened in the history of the world with slavery. But the word literally means slave to Christ. yeah, not serving, but it's a different kind of slave. It's not a slave who serves out of obligation. It's a save who it's a slave who serves for reward. And the reward, is the the crowns we get in heaven that we get to lay down at the feet of the master? Um, but but we we really nobody in our country wants to be a slave to Jesus. I mean, we don't think that way. Yeah. A, a, and and Paul was. Paul says, if you want
3: me to go in there and get beat, I'll get beat. Well, you think about Paul, and I know we're going to take a break in a second, but you know what Paul is experiencing here and has already experienced multiple times i've never experienced personally in my life Uh, i probably never will experience that and yet there's still an element of fear in sharing the gospel and uh and and yet there's really no threat on my life there's a threat on paul's life think about if you if there was a threat on your life would you want to turn around and talk to those people who are threatening you uh i don't know that's a that's a work of the spirit for sure (laughs) Hey, glad you tuned in. We're going to take a quick break, our last break of the day. Call us this afternoon, 844-777-7928. Again, if you have a question or comment, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928.
1: at www.astore.com.
2: Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. On my life, I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other, not quite. With all
3: Hey, that's right. Uh, we're just a nobody trying to tell everybody about that somebody who changed our life, right? And uh, you know, I think about Paul, and I'm I'm just you know, this is the this is why we read the Word of God. We 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 read it, we study it, we meditate on it, we memorize it, we hide it, we preach it, proclaim it, herald it, all that because it convicts us. It converts us, and it really conforms us into the image of Christ. And I know we, there's been a, a, kind of an emphasis, Doug, over the last few weeks where you've, you've said this multiple times that, you know, we're looking at Paul, not to elevate Paul, not, not to put Paul on some pedestal, but even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ.
4: Yeah, he says, imitate me. Yeah, yeah. If, if he's imitating Christ— Then you ought to be imitating him. I mean, that's following Christ. That's what it means. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I I I I hope that as you've listened, uh, even if you just tuned in today, I hope you'll go back and listen to Monday, Tuesday, and uh, about one, embracing uh, that God gives you everything you have. You have nothing without Him. You don't deserve the air you breathe. So you should be thankful. And give and him give the him, glory. Yeah, give him the glory. And then also submit to the authorities, uh, your spiritual authorities, that your elders. You, you do not have spiritual mm-hmm. independence mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we yep. God created us to worship in the church, and the church is not just for Sunday.
3: Yeah. So, well, anyway. you know that that's a good segue actually into our caller. Uh, you know, when you think about submitting to His authority, part of His authority are those who govern us as a as a society Mm -hmm. and uh we have Becky from Stanford Jacks on the air Becky are you with us
1: yes I'm here can you hear me yes
3: we can Becky how you doing
1: I'm doing great I'm so thankful that y'all took our call
3: no hey listen I've I've been a part of Stanford Jacks since it got started I just haven't made many of the meetings lately but uh, we're so glad to have you on
1: Yes. Well, in addition to um, Stand for Jacks, I'm, I'm with the group. I'm a chapter chair for the local Duval County chapter of Moms for So we we work hand in hand with groups like Stand for Jacks because we believe that parents that God created parents to be the initial governing authority Amen. on earth. And we are working in Duval County, and we have chapters all over the country, but we are working to raise awareness and for parents to take back that authority that is God-granted. And we, are, uh, we work to unify, educate, and, pa- and empower parents to stand up for their parental rights. They are fundamental. They are constitutional. And we have just seen in our school systems and, and in various other government agencies a uh, usurping of parental rights. Mm. So we're trying to get things back on track.
4: Well, you know, um, Becky, this is Doug. And again, thank you for joining us today. Um, The family was the base unit of the faith community, part of the larger faith community. And I think as we look at our culture, the the spiritual authority, what we talked about earlier this week within the church under elders, certainly has been undermined in relation to the family. Yeah, but yeah, not just to mention our government, but also technology. There's been an eroding of, you know, when when I grew up and Brad grew up. I'm not sure how old you are. I won't ask you since you're a woman. I won't ask you that age. But you, uh,
1: you can ask me. I'm 48.
4: Well, you're so you're a little younger than we are. But when Brad and I grew up. If you got information, you had two sources. Well, actually three. Yeah. For spiritual, it was the Bible, but but your parents
0: mm-hmm.
4: or family members and encyclopedia Br- Br- Britannica. Britannica. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yes. You know, or world book. You had yeah, one of those two. Right. And and so but now kids get information from a lot of things and they a lot of them feel smarter than their parents. And that degrades yes. the parental authority that God has intended to be there to protect them. And so I'm yes. thankful for what you do. Tell us a little bit about Moms for Liberty uh, and what you what you guys are doing here locally in uh, Duval County. Yes.
1: I would be happy to. Well, we are a truly grassroots organization with chapters popping up all over the country. But um, here in Duval County, we are primarily— Um, focused on being school board watchdogs and really digging into better understand what curriculum and decisions are being approved by our elected school board members, especially those that impact the family or parental rights. Wow. So for example, um, for example, one of the biggest things we have we're just rolling out we would just encourage anyone listening in Duval County who has their children in public schools to go to our website momsforlibertyduval.org because we've developed a free resource for parents to show them what the school board approved supplemental sex education covers in our public schools which infuses ideologies, And um, that run contrary to the Judeo-Christian sex ethic and gender ethic. And I think so many parents know this stuff is out there, but they don't imagine that it's actually being paid, being bought and paid for in our public schools and being delivered to our students. So we've developed a A parent guidebook for parents not only to see what's in the curriculum but more importantly for every parent to understand they have a fundamental right to opt out of that type of education so we're educating them we have found that the public school system um, knows they have to comply with the law but they oftentimes finding the information you really need to know is difficult when you go through the the school district website so we want to make it very very easy for parents and we've provided explicit instructions for them to know if they want to opt their children out how to do that. Um, so that's one example of a resource we're providing to the community. But you can tell me whatever questions you whatever questions you have I'd be happy to. Well no, that's that's great.
4: To- and again, can you tell them how to get uh, that that particular resource?
1: Yes. We have made it available on the front of our website. So if you go to momforlibertyduval.org You'll see a big message that says click here to download our parent guidebook. Um, And we're going to be putting cards out as much as we can through the community with a QR code so people can just scan it on their phone and, and share it. We want people to share it with parents, any other parents they know. It is specific to Duval County Public Schools, and I know that you have listeners um, your audience is much broader than Duval County, so I encourage all your other listeners to go to MomsForLiberty.org and they can look for their chapter in their county yes. to see if they have something. yeah. they can see if they have something similar. Each chapter, we are really grassroots. So, like I developed this guidebook, and and it's unique to our county, but they can certainly check MomsForLiberty.org and see what's going on in their county and how they can either be a part of it or maybe benefit from resources being made available where they live.
3: And
4: mm-hmm. and I will let our listeners know if you're listening on WMox or WMER or if you're listening on the Lighthouse in Virginia, they have chapters in your state but not in your yes. area. So, you can go to the momsforliberty.org and you can actually start a chapter there because yes, it's grassroots. You can yes. start Being a part, you can learn from networking from people who are trying to make a difference. And I don't know if our listeners remember, we had a lady named Charlene Cothran on years ago, and Charlene is a former LGBTQ, RST, whatever else you want to throw on there, (laughs) lobbyist. And
3: And activist.
4: Yeah, and activist. And she was found by Jesus and brought to Christ and her life change, and she came on and gave a great testimony. But she said they have a strategy to attack school boards and to come into school boards and influence them because if they can get the children, they control the nation. That was their this is out of her words as an LGBTQ lobbyist. So, what uh, right. Becky's doing with Moms for Liberty is they're trying to counter that influence yeah. and come in with a mm-hmm. godly influence and say, hey, you know what, you don't have to give in to that liberal progressive ideology of transgenderism, of a homosexual, uh, you know, uh, affirmation. We can believe that those things are wrong, and we don't have to be brainwashed. Our kids don't have to be brainwashed. And so, sorry, Becky, I'm just trying to give you an endorsement. Yeah. There.
1: <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. And And the truth is parents have got to wake up because – whether you do or don't opt out you need to be having these discussions with your children because it's not even just perhaps a formal curriculum in the school but we know these messages are saturating every every media venue that is reaching your children so um, we, are, we are just trying to take back our authority as parents and fight for what's right and, th- and remind our elected officials that we have the fundamental right in the Constitution to direct the moral upbringing, the education, and the health care of our children. We do not co-parent with the government.
3: Amen. Boy, that, that is – y- your word, wake up, that's exactly what I thought of. I think of the word alert. Be alert. Yes. The enemy prowls yes. around like a roaring lion seeking someone to destroy
1: Mm. Yes. And in Ephesians five says that is why it is said, wake up, sleep, or rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you.
3: Amen. Mm. Amen. Wow. Well,
4: is it well well listen? This is again, I, I just want to give you two websites that you can look at. Stand S T A N D, the number four, and J A X. Stand for Jack's and also dot mom, com dot com. Yep. And then mom's for Liberty, that's Moms, M O M S F O R, spelled out L I B E R T Y dot org. So it's Moms dot org with the F O R, stand for Jacks with a four dot com. So uh, that's right. All right, Becky, our time is up. Hopefully, we will get people to go in there. It's real easy. Just for you folks with a, a phone, take a picture of that QR code on the website. And a little yellow thing will come up on your phone. You push that, it takes you right to where you need to go. So thank you, Becky, for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Thanks,
3: Becky.
4: I
1: appreciate it.
4: You bet. Take care. We'll see you at the next meeting. (laughs) So, Brad, tomorrow my guest is Pastor David Hopkins. From Highland Baptist Church in Meridian, Mississippi. Oh, good. He uh, is the pastor, senior pastor at the church that ordained me.
3: Yeah. And yeah.
4: he's doing a lot of neat stuff there in Mississippi, and I wanted him to be able to share oh, about it. Tomorrow. Good
3: deal. Listen, I'll see you. Well, I won't see you till next week sometime. But Wednesday. I'll be in on Friday. So I'll, see, I'll like, see you next week. Come Wednesday. join me. All right. All right.
1: W-T-R-J, Orange Park, Jacksonville. W-A-Y-L, St. Augustine. W-A-T-Y, Folkestone, Georgia. Online at ilovethetruth.com.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Capitol Hill. Last year, DEA and its partners
4: seized enough fentanyl, lace pills, and powder to kill every single American.
0: Garland appeared before the Senate Judiciary Committee. His testimony comes amid.